0: Welcome back to James Bond week here at the Basement Binge. This is a ton of fun. So let's just jump into it and start talking about Quantum of Solace. If you this is your first episode here at James Bond Week, definitely go check out the Casino Royale episode. You can. They're short episodes, not full of all the traditional segments here at the Basement Binge, uh, just because of the time restraints of trying to release this many episodes in preparation for no time to die, which I'm very excited for. So let's get into that. Additionally, I'm uh, celebrating the two year anniversary of the basin bin. So I'm doing a little giveaway details about that after the two cents, let's jump right into it completely spoiler free. Here we go with two cents. So following up casino Royale, which totally blew me away. I knew that the next one is the one that's most complained about here in the Craig films. So I knew, not to expect too much. And by no means is Quantum of Solace anywhere near anything that Casino Royale was or anything near what Skyfall is having seen Skyfall. But it does carry some things from Casino Royale that I really do like from the the first. We have the brute force behind Craig Bond. He he is making mistakes and constantly having to adapt because of that. Things don't go as planned. Uh, He's just a vicious force and it's even cranked up a little bit as here he is totally motivated by revenge. It is a fantastic new take on Bond that he's aggressive and he's a total brawler, uh, but he's not totally perfect. You know, he's he's often a few steps behind those he's chasing after. It's not a clean chase. But there's also the vulnerability to Bond that really worked well from the other films. He is a wounded individual here emotionally, and that causes him to make extra mistakes and was really kind of the focus of the entire story. Now, the actual plot is kind of messy and all over the place. There are some good things about it, but for the majority, it's hard to follow along with, but it does continue the emotional story of Bond, particularly from Casino Royale. These two films together are a complete arc for Bond, and it excites me for Skyfall, now seeing what he's become and what leads up to it, to see what I'll find more in to appreciate in Skyfall. And Daniel Craig's performance in general is just fantastic. It's kind of a bummer that it's not surrounded by better material to kind of go with it, but his performance is fantastic. The plot, like I just said, is really messing all over the place. It doesn't have a cohesive idea outside of Bond wanting revenge and making mistakes and disobeying orders just to get involved in other people's drama that he really has no business in. You know, if it wasn't for him wanting revenge, they wouldn't have gotten involved in it. It, it tries to weave in Mr. Ri- Mr. White, but just barely. I mean, it doesn't really work. I mean, it was during the writer's strike, so it's kind of understandable. Um, Daniel Craig in interviews just talked about how difficult it was to film this because of that. But it really does carry through in the emotions of Bond and that works well. It also works well in the way that it continues a pattern of throwing out James Bond tropes for the better. Um, again, in a respectful way. It it continues here, but even more refreshed, particularly with the Bond girls, which I'm going to talk about and live up when we can get into the spoilers. But I really like that about it. The stunts here are good, but just totally destroyed in the edit to pieces. You can tell that there is really stunts here are actually really good, but just edited to pieces and totally destroyed, which is a shame because the stunts in these James Bond films was actually something I've been looking forward to just because of the way that the films financially are able to invest in creating good stunts and action sequences that if the camera just, or the shot just lingered a little longer, it could be so much better than it's just destroyed in the edit. There's not much else here in the film worthy of mention. Um, Really outside of the things here, there's nothing worthy of a mark for good or bad. It it has good continuity. It feels like a genuine follow-up instead of just a reboot with the same uh, James Bond actor every time. Um, Olga, she's fantastic. I definitely should mention her. She does great. I really loved her addition to the film. This film also features my new favorite Bond-like move, which has to do with motorcycle. I'll talk about it later, but I just loved that. Other than that, there's not much really I have to say for good or bad. Like there wasn't anything that I totally hate. I hated the editing really bothered me. The sound design was really good, but the sound mixing in the actual film, just not good in any way. It just doesn't. I mean, th- there's some scenes where it's like the footsteps are the loudest thing ever, but I can't hear their voices. And I, I don't know why the sound mix was that way because the, the sound editing was good. The sound or excuse me, the sound mixing is really good, but the sound editing is not. So yeah, I guess I will finish up my two cents here. We got to get into spoilers for me to say any, any more. So before I move on to the spoiler territory, wanted to mention real brief, briefly the giveaway that is happening here in celebration of the two-year anniversary here at The Basement Binge. I'm giving away two $10 movie gift cards to either a movie theater or a streaming service of your choice to rent a film or a few. If you would like to enter that giveaway, you can leave a review on Podchaser, podchaser.com slash The Basement bench. Podchaser is just a wonderful source where I'm able to see all the reviews collectively. Additionally, you can leave reviews on each individual episode, not just on The Basement Bench. So you're not just limited to one review. You can Leave multiple reviews. You have until October 15th and every single review you leave is an entry. So you can get multiple. Additionally, I'm just barely getting into the social media here with the podcast. So if you follow me on social media on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok and share the basement binge in some capacity, make sure you tag me. That will get you an entry as well. So all the information you need linked in the show notes, let's continue on with the show into the spoilers with the next segment here, pick your poison. This is the ranking scale here at The Basement Binge based off how would I interact with this film after watching this. There's four options, all pretty self-explanatory. At the bottom is to never watch it again. Need I say more? Above that is to stream it. It's on a service you're already paying for. You're just looking for something to watch. And so you would watch it above that is to rent it in the right circumstance. You'd be willing to pay a few dollars every once in a while. And the top of the list is to buy at full price, watch it as much as you want. For me, I already own the film because I bought the bundle, um, but I didn't buy the bundle for this film, if that makes sense. Um, that being said, how would I actually rate it within the confines of Pick Your Poison? It is kind of in between a stream and a rent. In the circumstances where if I were doing a rewatch of the Bond films, if I didn't already own it, let's say, I was doing a rewatch of the Bond films and I wanted to watch this, I would look if it was on a streaming service. If it wasn't, I would see how much it were to rent. If I were with a right group of people and multiple of us wanted to watch it, well, then I would rent it. But on my own, I'd be like, I've seen it before. I don't really need it uh, for the recap and I'd just skip it it's not because there's something like horribly wrong about it or it's totally unwatchable. It's just the story isn't the strongest and the emotional parts of it. I have a strong memory of now, you know, the way that it it continues the hurt and emotional vulnerability of bond the hurt he has from Vesper and how that continues and, and how I'm sure going into skyfall leads up into that and the way that it really drags him down into a dark space while also committing him to his loyalty uh, to MI6 and to M that I can, I don't need to watch the film for uh, maybe I would watch it for Olga cause she's fantastic, but there's not much else that would really bring me back to this film. It's pretty skippable. So with that, let's move on to the next segment, least and likes my least favorite scene and my favorite scene. My least favorite is not a particular scene just the editing in general. It is horrendous, especially with the action sequences, but also just in general, it's consistently bad. There's a lot of problems I had with the edit. I understand the difficulty of it. If you don't know, this film was edited in five weeks. They had five weeks out of the film compared to a normal 14 to 15 week schedule. So that is like a third of the time to do all that work. So it, I understand, but it is just atrocious, especially for the action. I the film started and it has a beautiful helicopter shot. It just looks great over the ocean, going up to that tunnel, and we get that really sweet, quick cut of the engine changing gears and revving. And I was like, "This is going to be a sweet, you know, action scene." The way that it starts, but then that fast cutting, really not really understanding everything, continues, and it's just a mess, which is a bummer. But even throughout the film, the way that it doesn't flow the edit cuts it really cuts and you notice it but my favorite here to talk about that uh, of course Olga she is fantastic the way that she really adds to this film I, I love her in it and I love her performance love her character um, also my new favorite bond move that I mentioned with the bike when the guy like stands there to talk to him and he like whacks the handle and does like the half backflip. I love that. But as far as like picking a favorite scene that would be my favorite, it's going to be the last scene, the ending of the film. Bond learning all that he has and choosing his duty over these hurt emotions that have been driving him. Apologizing to him, recognizing how he was wrong. He's learning even more. By learning, he's becoming a better assassin, but he's also going deeper and deeper into this soulless, killing machine, dark place, which, this is horrible to say, makes me extremely excited for Skyfall and what meaning I'm going to be able to draw that now understanding that. But also before that interaction he has with M, the way he it plays out, and I forget the boyfriend's name of Vesper, but the way he just totally destroys this dude's plan and the way that that dude is a total weasel and a wimp and and asked him to make it quick, you know, like, and how in that scene, the unsaid truths about everything, about the dude's relationship with Vesper, everything, this new relationship with his girl, I loved The, the subtlety and nuance in that scene. It's just fantastic writing for a fun character like Bond, but also fantastic character growth to someone who hasn't had much character before and something that this film in all its weaknesses does have a strength is that continual emotional progression and character arc of bond. So I really enjoyed that last scene. But with that, this really short episode, let's get into the last segment here. Live up. This is where I talk about my expectations for the film and it was able to live up to them. Pretty good with names here. I knew, like I said, in the two cents that this wasn't the greatest film. So I was prepared to not be blown away. Like I was with Casino Royale and I am disappointed in the film from its like production and technical standpoint and just how horrible it is. But the story, I actually kind of enjoyed. It's just hard to watch the story in the way that it's really choppy and difficult. I love Craig's performance, uh, both emotionally, but also just with the, the fierceness, the ferocity that he has. I love it. That, there's that scene where he's, dangling upside down from the rope on his ankle and it lingers on him when he, he shoots the guy to, to kind of win that battle and and the look in his face is just I, I love that part of the film those moments that are there rarely but the other things that i i did did work for me is Dominic green as a villain he is totally different than i ever would have imagined a bond villain to be he's not just like evil for evil sakes he's totally slimy and calculated, and just involved in greedy natures. He isn't just doing evil things. He's more just someone who doesn't care about anyone or anything, only his personal gain from the situation and his control over the entire situation, just doing really horrendous things for people that he clearly doesn't care about. He creeps me out. And he also doesn't have a facial deformity, which is fantastic to see. But I love the way that this story was actually brought about through real events and real news stories that were happening at the time. Like it adds a scariness to the villain that like this is something, this is genuine evil that's going in on the world. Like we don't have, you know, some mustache twirling dude with a white cat on his lap and a big leather, uh, leather leatherback chair, you know, ready to send a nuke to the moon or whatever it is we just have evil people doing evil things and pretending to be good, particularly in like an economics uh, economic and like ecological standpoint, but doing evil things for their own gain and promising to do good things for the environment or whatever their promise is when ultimately making it worse. Very, very good villain. I also have mentioned this multiple times. Something that I really love is that the way this Daniel Craig, Bond series so far, really does not care about Bond tropes, but respectfully, the way that it allows them to be there in a better way than they have before. You know, Olga, like I mentioned, her character is fantastic. She's not romantically involved with Bond in any way. They're partners, so to speak. Fields, who is romantically involved with Craig, isn't just someone who's like womanized and totally like used because the the line that Bond gives is just, is terrible. Like, that's not going to convince anyone. It's more that she is just along for the, her one chance along the Bond Express. And she's just, you know, some pencil pusher at the bottom of the totem pole who never has a chance like this. So why not? And that when she does go the way of all Bond girls in that scene that we all know, M makes the comment, how many is that now? So there's weight to all this. This isn't just like a little sexual play before we go trot off to kill the bad guy without any remorse. Like there is weight to everything, both the romantic sexual side of it, but also like the, you know, kill the bad guy side of it. And it's interesting to see demand, so to speak, of both parts of it and the way that it's all written into one character. Like it's not like Bond is suddenly asexual by any means. It, it, it's just, it doesn't just feel like, oh, here's something that happens just because he's James Bond. It, it's something that happens because a character made a choice because of James Bond. I'm not explaining it very well, but I really do appreciate it. I love, in addition to all that, that Bond chooses to stand up for Fields. I mean, he's being chased down by the CIA, or MI6, whoever's chasing him. And he chooses to stand up for her in the rush of that moment. And I just appreciate it. And lastly, the thing that I absolutely love about this film is that it doesn't go full steam head on the rogue agent idea. That is unnecessary and overused. M. Truss Bond. But she is walking a fine line and she chooses to walk it instead of just send out the dogs for one agent who the white collars don't like. She lets it, it play out naturally and it doesn't just be like oh no he did one thing wrong let's all chase him down and just add like unnecessary drama to it yes they are but that's not like the entire third act of the film it's just a moment and i i love that for it so yes quantum of souls is not the greatest <laughs> bond field particularly for craig but there are highlights that we i have seen so far in casino royale that do continue in this in addition And I guess to conclude here, I'll just talk about the title that I love. Quantum of Solace is about James Bond and his search for a discreet amount of peace or relief from the loss he had with Vesper. Everything else around it is just drama that he gets involved in on that journey and the mistakes he makes along the way, being filled with revenge and hate and anger, rage probably even. But the entire journey is about. James Bond, and trying to find that quantum of solace, I just think it's fantastic that that was able to continue, even though the bit the rest was a bit messy. It makes me really, really excited to see this character again, not just because it's like, oh, hey, cool, it's James Bond. you know he he shoots his his gun and then drives a nice car. It's like, oh, here's this individual that I've seen progress through these things. And yes, he is James Bond, and those parts of it are great, too, but there is an actual individual here, a human here, not just some trotting around womanizing villain assassin who works for MI6 in a suit. You know, it it's actual character. And I love that about these films and how they're able to do it. So that's the review of Quantum of solace Not much to say about it, understandably. It's just there. It's mediocre. It's not horrible. It's not the best. It's just mediocre. So either way, I am excited that I watch it. It has me extremely excited for Skyfall. If you're excited for me, subscribe to the Basement Binge, wherever you're listening to this podcast because Skyfall is coming tomorrow. And then that means we are only two more away before no time to die, which I'm absolutely stoked for. So again, enter that giveaway for those two $10 gift cards by going to podchaser.com slash the Basement Binge or follow me on social media and sharing the, the Basement Binge on social media. Make sure you tag me all linked in the description. But once again, my name is Harrison. This is the Basement Binge and that's all for now. Ciao, ciao.